All right, hello again, everybody. This is Pastor John with Living Discipleship Ministries. I welcome you back to the uh, Living Discipleship Ministries podcast. Today, we're going to kind of take a little change from our usual uh, platform here. Um, we usually have a sermon of some sort where we deliver and or we have a word to give. And today is going to be more of a, a educational um show i guess you would say um i was asked uh, a few days ago about the uh speaking in tongues and i know there's a lot of different people with a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different ideas on it um and we're not not here to debate that at all we're not here to debate with anybody really but um if you go into first corinthians chapter 12 it talks about the gifts of the spirit and when you get down to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in uh, uh, verse 10, it says, To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All right. Now, some people would say that the tongue meant a language. Okay. And... All right. Well, if if God has blessed all of us and and we all speak a language, just common everyday language, why would uh, one person being able to speak that language and another person being able to translate it, why would that be a spiritual gift? You know, do you consider that you speak English and there's a person that you may know that can speak English and translate that to Spanish? Do you consider that a spiritual gift from God? that's worthy of being written in the Bible and talked about all throughout, you know? So, you know, if there's doubt, I mean, that's a question that you should study. But anyway, you move over here to chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Um, you know, chapter 12 tells you all about the gifts and how there's different gifts. And not everybody's going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to have the gift of uh, speaking in tongues. They're not going to have that, you know? It takes it takes all parts of the body to uh, make up the body. You know, it talks in there about you have to have the eye, the foot, and the hand, everything. So anyway, if you start in First Corinthians chapter twelve and just read all the way through up to the chapter fifteen, you'll kind of find some interesting points there. But we're going to focus on chapter fourteen right now. I'm just going to start reading through it uh, concerning tongues. Um, it says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Okay, again, we'll go back. If it's a spiritual gift, and you're, and some people are saying that tongues, when they come down the day of Pentecost, that they were spoken foreign tongues and all these languages some people want to argue that the, the apostles they were speaking to people in their native tongue and they they try to say it's not the what you know the the religious community commonly calls tongues okay it says in in verse 2 chapter 14 first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god okay well, that negates that thought. If it was a language they were speaking to men from other nations, 
Okay, it's not that kind of tongue. See, there's two different tongues. The native tongue would be the language that those people spoke from a certain region, and then tongues would be when you're speaking to God. And and, and this right here negates that it was just them speaking in a foreign language because it says, an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. So you're not speaking their native language that others don't understand. It's not that kind of tongue, but it says, Speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So there you go. You know, I, I don't see it any other way. Tongues are real, you know, and, and I'm not even talking about my personal experiences and seeing it and hearing it. And, 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 I, and, and that's not one of the gifts I've really been blessed with. I mean, I've had a little dose of it here and there. It's just not one of the gifts I've really grasped yet, but. But I have several around me that have, and I've seen it, I believe it, and plus I read it in the Bible, and I'll tell people it's the same thing. This Bible speaks of uh, Christ being born of the Virgin Mary. It speaks of him being crucified, dead, and buried, and, and rising on the third day, and we're staunch believers in that. Why? Because it's wrote in the Bible. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Well, guess what? So is speaking in tongues. It's in the Bible. So is the part that says the signs and wonders shall follow the believers, which is a whole nother podcast. So this stuff's in the Bible. So it's high time you let the scales off your eyes and read this thing with an open mind and pray. Let God lead you in this as we go forth. But we continue on because I got a point to make about it. <clears throat> but he that prophesieth is picking up at verse three. He that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesies edify the church. Okay, I'll go ahead and read verse 5. It says, I would, I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, here's the thing. When what he's saying is when you pray in tongues as an individual, that is your spirit, your soul praying straight to God in a language that only he understands. That's what it's saying. It is. We don't speak it unto men. No men can understand it. We don't even know what we're saying when we say it. It is our spirit praying directly to God. That's what the tongues are. Now, he says, uh, you know, when you come into church. You know, and you're speaking in tongues. That's us praying and we're edifying ourselves. We're bettering ourselves. Our spirit's getting close to God. Our spirit's talking to God about what we need. And that's great for us. That's why we're supposed to do that in private. It says, you know, speak in tongues, pray in tongues in private. Why? Because it's building you. It's not building the church. What good does it do? It's what he's saying here in these verses. What good does it do to stand up in front of the church and start speaking in tongues when nobody in the room understands what you're saying. Who is that helping? It disrupts the entire service. People are in the middle of worship. People are in the middle of receiving a word. People might be in the middle of praying, and somebody stands up and starts speaking in tongues. Everything else stops, and the, the, the spirit is broken, and the focus is sent toward the person speaking in tongues, okay? So that person speaking... How is that edifying the church? How is that helping the church? How is that growing the people in the church? Unless 
Someone is there who has been given the gift of interpretation, which it speaks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And that's what Paul is saying here. I had rather that you prophesy, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. You see what I'm saying? So it's not saying tongues are bad. It's not saying tongues don't exist. It's saying it's trying to give you proper instruction of when it's appropriate and when it's there. And to stand up in the middle of the church and start speaking in tongues is not appropriate unless someone is there to interpret. Okay. Now, here's another a question, a gray area, or maybe an exception. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you you know, how you read the Bible or what it is. But, but the thing is, is say you got a prayer team and you got people praying and, and, and you got hands on somebody and somebody's praying and you know how sometimes you got kind of one person leading the prayer, doing the main talk and the others in the circle are just kind of low talking, praying or, you know, or just, you know, praying for the person who's doing the praying, praying for the spirit to fall, whatever they're, you know, it's all just a group effort. You might have somebody there who might be praying in tongues from time to time. That, that part I can't tell you about because that, that, that person is praying. That person is not standing on the stage trying to speak at the church in tongues. So I would say my, the way I see it, that is okay. I, that's just my, I'm, I'm not the gospel by any means. That's just the way I understand it. Maybe I'm wrong. Feel free to email me and correct me or give me your opinion. But to just stand up in the middle of church and just start blaring out in tongues, it clearly says here that unless you have an interpreter, that that's not edifying the church. That's not what we're supposed to do. Uh, but anyway, let's go on now, uh, picking it back up at um, verse 6. It says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. If I come into you and I see you, a baby Christian, a mediocre Christian, a lukewarm Christian, whatever you might be, or you're in here seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you're growing in faith, and I just walk up to you and I start jabbering out some stuff that you don't understand, what good have I done you? You know, you go... Oh, they speak in tongues here. I hear people speak in tongues. Oh, yeah, and you just, whatever, and you say that stuff. What good has it done that person? It's not unless you speak to them by revelation, by knowledge, prophesy, or doctrine. You know, when we've got people that don't, if we're not interpreting, we're, we're, our job becomes prophesying, teaching, educating, praying. You know, it's not it's not good to just speak over somebody like that. Uh, <clears throat> even things without life giving sound whether pipe or harp except they give a distinction in the sounds how shall it be known what is piped or harped for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to the battle so likewise ye except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood how shall it be known what is spoken for ye shall speak into the air there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Now, this is, in other versions, it says foreigner instead of barbarian. If I come to you speaking in a language you don't understand, I'm foreign to you, and, and, and you're foreign to me. We're not doing anything to build the kingdom. We're not doing anything to help each other. We're not doing anything to... Uh, to build each other up or build Christ or add Christ to the equation anywhere. 
You know, it's just, it's, it's not edifying anyone. Even so, we, for as much as we are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. You know, this is not about us. This is not about, oh, look how I've advanced as a Christian. Look at my spiritual gift. Look at, look at me. Look at me. I'm up on the stage talking in all this language and doing all this super duper religious stuff. And, you know, there's people that aspire to have the gift of tongues and I'm up here showing off my gift. You know, these attitudes that some people get. But it, it it's not about showing out. And, and and you standing on the stage speaking in tongues, you're not helping the church. You're not edifying the church. And baby Christians in the room who don't understand that might be run off. You might actually be causing harm to the church. You know, it says that God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. You know, so yes, tongues are good. Tongues are real. But tongues are edifying you. And it is a prayer lest you have an interpreter in the room who is interpreting that, which is another person with a gift. It's defined in, in chapter 12 as one of the gifts of the Spirit, and it's talked about here in chapter 14 that you are not to do it unless you have an interpreter. Praying in tongues is one thing. Praying in is one thing. Standing up in the middle of service, disrupting service with it is another, is, is my understanding of this scripture here even so picking up in uh, verse 12 even so ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church you might have all the gifts in the world but if you're not building the church your gifts are, are going to waste you're, they're not being properly used so seek that your gifts edify the church use your gifts study how to use your gifts to edify the church and most of all to edify Christ instead of ourselves Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Again, just reiterating what I said. Paul is a lot like me. He says, he explains things three or four times in two or three different ways to make sure everybody understands. So that's, that's he's just basically saying the same thing over and over again. And in 15, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? See, it's not helping in any form or fashion if they don't understand what's being said. So... You have to speak in a language that everybody's grasping, that everybody's understanding. For now, verily, give us thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all, yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. It is in, in, in the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. <clears throat> so, 
Let me go a little further here and we'll come back. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that, that you're mad or crazy? Is the interpretation there. But if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all, and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest, and so falling down on his face he will worship God and report that is God is in you of a truth. Okay? <clears throat> if you're standing in a room and you got some baby Christians or some unbelievers that walk by and everybody in the room is in there speaking in tongues and doing all this stuff that people don't understand. See, it didn't say tongues are a sign for believers. It's a sign for unbelievers. Believers know that tongues exist, so they're not surprised by it. But a group of unbelievers or a group of baby Christians walk by and they see a group of people doing that, it's going to be a turnoff. They're going to say those people are crazy over there mumbling that stuff and saying this and acting crazy. That's what they're going to say. But if you got a group of believers standing around speaking in plain English or whatever the native tongue is of the region, and they're preaching the word of God, preaching the gospel, saying, you know, that he came for forgiveness of sins and all this stuff. They catch a word, the seed is planted. They become convicted because they understand the word of God. We know that the Bible says there's power in the word of God. Then they're going to be convicted. They're going to stop. They're going to listen. The work is going to commence then. If you're actually standing there prophesying, educating, edifying the church versus speaking in tongues. So there's a time and a place for tongues. I'm not saying tongues don't exist. Matter of fact, at the beginning of this podcast, we kind of negated it made two points where we could, you know, argue with the naysayers that want to say it was a foreign language. That is not a, a language spoken unto men, but unto God, you know, and, and a spiritual gift is not the ability to speak a language. I, that's not a spiritual gift. The uh, spiritual gift of tongues will be to speak directly with God through that language. So, you know, we've, we've put up those two points to negate the fact that, you know, people say that, but, but, <clears throat> you know, if they're sitting there doing that and unbelievers or baby Christians come by, they're going to be thrown off. They're not going to understand they're not going to be getting anything out of it, and therefore we have failed. You know, tongues are good in private. Tongues are good in prayer. And they are um, not to be spoken in church unless there's an interpreter. So that's the answer to that. Um, and we go on here. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> picking up in 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. See? Again, let them speak, but they speak to themselves unless there's an interpreter. Let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. 
so here we go. God is not the author of confusion. Why would he have someone up there speaking in a language that nobody but him understands and everybody in the church be confused? Nobody's edified. Nobody's glorified. Nobody's learning anything. See, so there must be an interpreter. And then here we come into this, and we're not even going to touch this. We're going to read it. This is a whole other topic. Picking it up at 34, it says, Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. What came the word of God out from you, or came it? unto you only if any man shall think himself to be a prophet or spiritual let him acknowledge that the things that i write unto you are the commandments of the lord but if any man be ignorant let him be ignorant wherefore brethren covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues let all things be done decently and in order he says don't forbid someone from speaking in tongues don't kind of goes back to that scripture don't quench the spirit that you know the tongues is a manifestation of a spiritual gift that's been given to someone by a measure of their faith and it's a gift they have to grow into it's a gift that has to be learned it's a gift that has to be prayed for one that has to be understood and you know with me personally it's my mind tries to make sense out of what i hear and i have you know sometimes it comes sometimes it doesn't but i it's a gift. It's there. It's not a gift that's that's really manifested or I've really focused on or prayed about. And, and and Paul says, you know, seek ye the gifts that edify. Look to hone those gifts. Look to uh, expand upon those. You know, if if you speak in tongues, it's great for you, but it doesn't edify the church. So. You know, others have different opinions, and, and I know it's a thing that I'm learning and something I'm working through, but I don't so much worry anymore that that my ability to speak in tongues is somewhat limited. I think it's mostly limited by me and by my mind and by me trying to make sense of it before things come out of my mouth, and that that's a personal roadblock that I have in it. But it does exist. Paul acknowledges that it exists. It is there. It is not a language spoken unto men, but unto God. The question is, is is what about the people that just stand up in church and speak in tongues randomly and out of the blue? I think it's been made pretty clear here that Paul says that's not to happen unless there's an interpreter. So that is the question that, that we were asked, and I think it's been answered here in the scripture. Um, it's not that tongues don't exist. It doesn't say that it's not one of the spiritual gifts, but to speak it in church like that, it must be spoken with an interpreter to edify the whole church, not just oneself. So that is our, uh, I guess, an educational situation we have here today, a, a, a question that was asked, and, and I was glad that we were able to get through and, and do that and find it in the scripture. And I think it's been pretty clearly explained by Paul. You know, I think they knew this was going to be something that people didn't understand and, and had questions about. So hopefully we'll uh, get some more questions in and we'll be able to address them here and, and, and do some more uh, educating and training and, and instill some more wisdom of the word of God on this podcast for those who are who are seeking. I hope this is where you find it. Um, if not, 
you know, I pray that you find it somewhere that maybe this be one of the many tools you use to uh, build your knowledge of uh, of the Word of God. But we're going to go ahead and close this one down for this time. Um, I would like to thank you again for tuning in to us. I would invite you to uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're uh, watch, listening to it on today. Share it on your social media. Invite your friends to come find it. Um, just whatever you want to do with it. We want to use this and get this spread as far and wide as we can. It's been uh, downloaded on six continents already, and we kind of had a run on the coon hunting story. If you've not gone back, if you've not heard that one, you should go back and look it up. It's from November 2021, I believe, maybe November 2020, but it's on here. It's the only one. It's called a coon hunting story. And uh, there's another one that's my personal favorite. It's called Be the Light. You might want to go check that one out. But anyway, y'all uh, feel free to listen to them all and share them. Spread the word. Help us do it. And uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can look down on the uh, bottom left hand of the description and there is a tab, a little phrase there that says support the show. If you click on that, it will lead you to a, a site that is secure. It's tied directly to the uh, podcast website here uh, where you can uh, financially support the show, the production of the show if you'd like to. And uh, again, we just thank you for tuning in. And uh, the biggest thing you can do to help us out here is to share it and subscribe to it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, topics you'd like to discuss, or prayer requests, anything like that, you can send us an email at livingdiscipleshipministries, all lowercase, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also search us up on Facebook. But until then, uh, God bless you, and we'll see you next time.